Wildcard bitches. This is Air Quote Law Pod. This is Jobeth. It's Liz. Hey, it's Ariel. And we are coming at you with a special episode that actually is being dropped in our normal time because we decided for April Fool's Day, since the episode that was supposed to drop today was about pranking people, that, you know, we're dumbasses. We should probably reward our listeners and drop it on April Fool's Day. And here we are. Um, so yeah, welcome to the jungle and, um, a, a fresh bonus sort of episode, although it's going to be a, uh, you know, a full episode. And so was the last one. That one was probably technically the bonus episode, but again, full on, not one of these like, Hey, let's just jump in and talk about this hot topic. Um, but a real episode. So it's just extra more of us. Yes. Um, and and now i think that the new game is going to be as you may have heard in the intro until we've got somebody to um, actually give us some intro music is that i'm going to find instrumental versions of sitcoms from the 70s 80s and 90s and kind of give a little spin on those as we interlude into the episode what were we listening to what was that anybody know I didn't even hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Oh, well, maybe it didn't come through. Who knows? It it was the uh, instrumental version of the Three's Company theme song. Oh, I would have known that one. Um, Yeah. Oh, and that's perfect because there's three of us. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, love it. It's very soft. I'm like dancing around, but you can't see. Yeah, it's really, really low, but that's okay. fine. So. Oh, and then there was some some words at the very end of it, which is weird. Um, nice. Obviously, this was not the actual theme song. Somebody went and did like a little MIDI keyboard version of it or what have you. Um, wow. So we should have no copyright so, or trademark issues with that. Hopefully. And you know what, if we do, that's wonderful because that means that someone out there is listening and cares. Um, So we have a, um, since we, this morning, Jobeth is like the episode that we recorded for Monday, we're going to drop today being Friday. Like we recorded it Thursday and he's like, we're going to drop it today. Let's do another one. So Jobeth and I briefly planned out this episode a little bit. We did have things we're going to talk about. So Ariel, you weren't here for this. So just be ready. We got, we got you. Um, yeah. So, know, so what have you guys? Uh, we've been training guys been into since the last time we recorded sixteen or so hours ago. I ate gelato. Oh. And you're in Italy. It so yogurt flavor. Yogurt flavored gelato in Italy. Yes. Yogurt. I had a delightful panino for lunch. What is a is panino? Is a panino like a panini? Yeah. So panini is actually like plural so when you order a panini it doesn't really make sense unless you're ordering more than one of the same sandwich full disclosure we are unsophisticated and dumb here in the states 
just yeah in case you hadn't picked up like, on it yet like everybody wanted to feel fancy and they were like oh panini but that's just you ordering like more than one sandwich so which I completely support but <laughs> singular panino plural panini Ooh, tell us about your panino well it was essentially if you were going to Americanize it it was a BLT um <laughs> with a delightful mozzarella, some, some like crispy, delicious ham, um, lettuce, tomato. Uh, yeah, it was Actual a delight. ham? Yeah, so I not, don't not eat prosciutto. Oh, well, it, it wasn't, might've been prosciutto. I don't think so. I think it was just regular, like, like so there's like regular ham is like one type of prosciutto and then the other thing that you're thinking of is like another type of prosciutto because obviously it has to be complicated um yes so technically yes it was prosciutto i feel so unsophisticated right it's fine and but, every I mean, pronunciation that we think that is I, italian is not but that, that, that's what i get for asking a question that i have to know the answer to and zero <laughs> understand the answer to so here we go <laughs> kill a pig put it on a plate sorry vegans yeah oh yeah i thought you were asking me if it was real ham as in the sense that like we don't usually eat in the u.s but no 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 no, no. i meant like what us dumbass <laughs> unsophisticated fucking yankees think of as ham not to be confused with Canadian bacon, <clears throat> also ham. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, isn't that also ham? Yep. Um, well, well, so what I've been up to is I spent last night um, watching this. And <laughs> I've fallen into this kind of like at night sometimes, like it comes across my TikTok and then I started watching it the past couple of days. There's this delightful woman. I think her name is Miss Dutchy like is her username there might be some numbers after it and she makes cups like as in she has like a metal like tumbler and she puts like different inks on it and the cup spins around on uh i don't know like if you picture the cup is sideways and it spins around so if you drop different inks on it it kind of marbles the cup and Anyway, she does these like custom cups for people where they say like, I want, you know, light blue, dark blue and like purple pizzazz or like whatever the color names are. And, and then die cut, live, laugh, love from the cricket and put that on there and then put the enamel on it and all that shit. Um, these are just purely the marble. So there isn't. Um, uh, Wait. Yeah, I mean, I, I she does seem like one of those people that has, um, you know, one of I think she I have seen a cricket in the background of her videos but these are just marble cups but so you watch her drop the different dyes and she will usually be on the phone with the person and they're watching the TikTok live and she'll say okay what colors do you want she'll do the and uh actually there was what we're having some drama problems here oh I don't know if it's you or if it's me but um, anyway, if you're interested in these cups, go to middle-aged white women that have uh, kids nothing that to do are at school during the day <laughs> and nothing else to do.com. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, there was some drama with the cup lady and that's how I found her because I guess 
she was like, maybe before she had the people on the phone, they were like in the comments and she asked if they wanted light or dark glitter. And like, they said light glitter. And everyone was like, she said dark glitter because the comments were going so fast. And then the wrong glitter was placed on the cup because of all these like trolls in the comments. So it was big drama. And then that's how I found her. But I've been watching her. It's just very relaxing to just watch someone drop inks on this cup and it goes around. And I'm watching it last night and Tim husband, um, like comes in the room. Well, he was in the other room and by the other room, I mean, he was like taking a shit for like 20 minutes and could hear like what I was watching on my phone from bedroom. I he's think like, it's better that he can hear what you're watching than you I, can hear what he's doing. Just I really don't want to hear what he's doing. And he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, you know, this, this cup lady. And I proceeded to watch it for like a while. And she kept like, the cup was really pretty. And she kept being like, oh, I love these colors. I'm here for it. And she kept saying here for it. And Tim's like, I feel like she heard someone say here for it on the internet once and then kept saying it. And until he pointed that out, she said it probably about 20 times. But anyway, I really enjoyed it. Tim enjoyed hating on it, which I thought was rude because she's just like this nice lady making cups for people. Um, but then I have seen on TikTok other people, I don't know if she's the original cup maker, but I guess there's a bunch of other people that do it, but I only watch Miss Dutchie. Um, she's the only cup lady for me. So that's been, that's been fun, but I don't know. People watch, people stream all kinds of stuff. So this is what she's streaming. Um, you know, making cups and you're just watching the, the ink swirl around and it's, it's nice. Um, so I hate it, but let's, <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. You are sitting here talking about the, the your interest in watching somebody stream dropping inks on a cup. <laughs> yet in the pre-show, questioned the veracity of doing a stream for classic like Nintendo-based video games. Well, I'm no, trying, I question. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to reconcile these opinions. Because for someone to watch me play video games, I have I'm pretty bad at video games. This woman is good at making cups. <laughs> right, but you're sitting here talking about a fail effectively in picking the wrong or miscommunicating the wrong glitter and it being a bop. To, to use your word. Wait, is a bop a good, I thought a bop was like a good thing. Yeah, like, like people are, are so, you know, in the mix on this shit, loving, like it sounds like there was some, some, uh, the getting got good. Is that, is that, with yeah? But with the screw yeah. up, you know, drama is always, you know, if we, if we drop yeah. some, some drama in this shit, people like, like the Benji's episode, still the Benji's episode is our most, uh, listened to episode. Yeah. Why drama? It's our, it's probably our shortest episode. Um, it, it is the one in which I believe Ariel says absolutely the least, because I don't think you were in that one. Were you? Yeah, I actually think I had a lot to say. Did you? Okay. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that and misremember. No, there was but- no, oh, yeah, you're right. You were in on that because you actually know things about that shit that we don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I provided. This was the only episode that actually no, had anything to do with you're law. Thinking of I was shining. The taco episode where Ariel wasn't there, That's which the, the one. episode led to the taco episode. I knew there was an episode I wasn't a part of. You guys kept convincing me. I've been through all of them, but 
but well clearly from my previous incorrect statement i was aware of the fact that you were not on at least one oh so it was an elaborate lie that you forgot but anyway okay so yes i guess i did say who would want to watch me stream video games but you're saying people want to watch someone put ink on a cup so i guess i see your point but I like crafts, so I don't know. It's interesting to me. And I guess there are people who like classic video games. And will watch people watch all sorts of shit streaming. And and some of these have a really, really big following. I mean, obviously, it comes from a variety of things. Oh, church bells. One of them is consistency. Oh, yeah. um, Ooh, we got some church bells. There we go. You know, having a consistent schedule. Like, there's this one that, like, like what will happen when a new video game drops? Let's let's say um, Breath of the Wild two, which is apparently supposed to drop around New Year's. I don't know if it's you knew that. Back. What's that? Got pushed back. I thought. Oh, did it? I don't know. I just I know I pre-ordered it as soon as I saw it out there. It doesn't even have a cover on it yet, but I pre-ordered it because when you order shit on Amazon, when you pre-order shit on Amazon, if the price drops ever, even though I pre-ordered it at the $59.99 price. If it ever drops to whatever, they will credit me that that difference. Oh, nice. Or only charge me that or whatever. I don't know or care how it exactly works procedurally, but you get the benefit of any dip in price between now and when it actually releases. Um, yeah. So anything that I know that I'm going to buy on pre-order, I do it right away. I don't know. I bought a larger memory card for my Switch, so I don't necessarily need to have the physical games. Um, so I can download digital copies, but that's rather uninteresting. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, okay. So maybe people, so if you want to see us stream some video games, you know, I mean, that probably is a ways away. I don't, I don't want anybody watching me do anything. Well, I say that, but I would totally like. Did you talk I, once about, I want like, to be on Twitch and yeah, like, have people about. watch me do stuff. But like, you talked about I, like, like, dating, like a lesbian in the background. I was going to say, you, yeah, you guys both have an interest in, you know, low cut shirts and being in a video format. I understand. And that doesn't I work do. with the podcast. I'm not judging. I, look, it, I don't, I don't have to do it. And a show <laughs> that I'm part of. judged by my Ariel, let me see your shirt. Does Joe have on the lowest cut shirt? I might have a um, lowest cut shirt on today. I got, I got my. Oh, or sure, I'm wearing like a lesbian shirt, which is actually a men's shirt that uh, I think I stole from my dad's closet. Yeah, but didn't you once talk about how you wanted to? And I say with a lesbian in the background because you're like, oh, if I have like my wife just sitting in the background while I'm baking, like, oh, you're baking, yeah, because we're like lesbian. Yeah, was like, yeah. Like, I, I feel like there's money in this, but I'm like so lazy. I mean, I should probably, now that I know how much a wedding costs, I should be coming up with new activities all the time to make money. But. I mean, I've watched people stream other, like, crafts. I've watched people stream just, like, them, like, drawing and talking. And nobody will pay for Like, I just, I need something somebody will pay for. I don't want a following. I just want, like, log in, see something like lesbian, which is just, like, like, I'm just trying to exploit something. It's messed up. If you up. want, like, just, just say, it, make but, sure that you mention lesbian in every episode i will tag it with lesbian this of every episode and see if that spikes the list i mean it must honestly and if anybody do like hashtag gay wedding because like i'm all about that right now that's my like 
been looking at gay weddings on the internet for years now. That's well, so let me ask you this. You are having a gay wedding. Other than the difficulty in securing a rabbi, which some of which was gay related, some of which was having it on Actually, the side. Not at all. Not at all gay related. It was um, not at all gay related. So what's other than the, the, um, the, the gender of the two parties being wed, what makes your wedding a gay wedding compared to any other wedding? That's it. Like the only thing that makes it a gay wedding is the- Is that we could drop a hashtag out there and get it viral? (laughs) Huh? Is it that we could drop a hashtag out there and get it viral? Yeah, that's it. Like, please exploit the history of suffering of my people. Yeah. You might as well just like hashtag Jew wedding it also at the end because- (laughs) Like if we're going on marginalized community hashtags, but I say I've been very lucky. I have not had um, like a particularly awful coming out or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've been lucky. I haven't faced a, a whole lot of discrimination. Is that is that like- <laughs> outside of my own family? Yeah, but the marginalized community hotline is calling me now from Gold Canyon, Arizona. Oh, I don't know what like it, I don't know what's really calling me, but something from Gold, <laughs> Gold Canyon, Arizona. If it's from Arizona, they're saying I'm not a marginalized community. I shouldn't be gay, and I sure as hell shouldn't be Jewish. Yes, they may have actually picked up on the fact that we were recording this episode, which is not their really- ears are burning public and somehow found my personal cell phone number which is also not really published out there anywhere and they're just blowing me up you must stop this now yep. <laughs> well <sighs> you even like do you have like a coming out story because i know i know like one of my best friends she really? had like a whole story written up and she posted every year on coming out day and it's it's well, I mean, great. Like I love reading it every year because like it, she like posts it. And then she like did like a years later in the memory. She's like, this is when I posted my coming out story. Now there's more. Now I can talk about my wife. And so it's like a whole, oh, she's like, like it's written out. I mean, she's a journalist. So this is like, that's, that's her cute. Deal. Yeah. It's um, very- I mean, not, I don't have a great coming out story. So I was always like, pretty aware that I was bi and then um but I almost exclusively dated men um so it was never really like a secret it just didn't come up that much I was also pretty much a serial monogamist so I was like always with a guy so I think it didn't really like come up in conversation with like a lot of people some of my friends for sure knew um, I think my, like my mom sort of knew, but somehow she like is now pretending that she was so shocked, <laughs> but like when she was like, Oh, you had a girlfriend. I thought you just went on one date with a woman one time. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't really like have anything to do with my sexuality. Just like, I went on like kind of a mediocre date with a woman five years ago. <laughs> like it's neither here nor there. Like I did not end up with that woman. And I've also like gone on many mediocre first dates with men. And that was the end of that. <laughs> or I dated them for five years, whatever. Um, yeah, so there was a great coming out story. I think probably like the most exciting, well, like not from a, the people meant anything to me was 
I brought Erica to Barrister's Ball. And um, your bro- yeah, it's law. For those who don't know, um, I didn't yeah. know every school called it Barrister's Ball. It's it's yeah. law prom. Oh, I have my law prom story was some, someone died. But anyway, okay, that's awful. Um, yeah, the year prom. before I had brought a date who was really awful, who was not in law school, and he threw up on one of the tables. He got so drunk and it got kicked out. Yeah, oh, my date no. the year before. And he didn't go to the school. He was just like a... No, he was just my date and he threw up on the table and he got kicked out and I didn't care much for him. And I thought it was really inappropriate. And I just let him roam around Baltimore. I was like, that is a you problem. So, um, yeah. So I think I hadn't really, like, I wasn't very close with people at law school. So when I brought a woman the next year and it was like very obvious we were dating, I think it like, it was essentially like a coming out prom so I know we were like a little bit of uh the chit chat and people were like wow you did like real well and I was like I know like I'm definitely punching above my weight so, <laughs> um yeah so that was that so, so was, that it was, more, like- was it more shocking that you brought a woman or that you brought a really hot woman <laughs> um I probably both <laughs> yeah why not both so the thing is, is well, that, because like, it, I, I would hope it shouldn't be shocking that you bring a woman because, you know, like normalize that, but also like, it's, it's a little mean if you're like, Oh, Ariel brought I say both because I know, but the thing is, is that like, so I never got hit on in law school. I was never asked out in law school, nothing. And like that kind of really sucked in a way because like, everybody was like having sex in law school with other law students. And a lot of people that I know have met their like husbands or wives in law school when they went together, whatever. I wasn't asked out. Nobody tried to sleep with me. Nothing like not even like a nice glance my way the whole time. Um, That being said, I had like a very active dating life before law school so like, I don't know. I don't look my best. I, ha- I have to admit, like I did, I got less attractive throughout law school. I gained weight. I got less attractive. That's what happens when you get old and go to law school. Um, but like, it, I was surprised even when I started law school, like I never got hit on or anything. So like it's hot shit that I went to law school. Now I'm just like, it really- so yeah, I don't know if it was just like a building of people who did not find me remotely attractive. And then they were just like, yeah, ugly dude who threw up on the table. I can see that. And then when I brought like a hot chick next year, they were just like, well, what the fuck happened here? Gremlins seem to have found a hot chick on the side of the road who was like, they probably thought I was paying a really hot high level escort to make up for the fact that like my date from last year was a fucking troll. Oops on them. Now you're having a wedding. Yeah. Which... A couple of them are invited to. <laughs> but you also said you didn't talk to too many people at your law school. No, I didn't have a lot of friends in law school. I am like not a person who does well in an educational setting. I did not have friends. And I had like no friends in high school. I'm talking like I had one friend in high school. She slept with my boyfriend. We weren't oh. friends anymore after that. And like I was so Shit. desperate in high school. Well, that's the thing. Not no shit, because I would have stayed friends with her if she had just like stopped fucking my boyfriend. Because like I had no options. I was so desperate. It's so pathetic. And like, like I thought we had like a friend connection. We hung out every single day. 
And then she slept with your boyfriend. And she was sleeping with my boyfriend for like a whole summer. But the thing is, I would have stayed friends with her because like I really cared about her and like I cared about her way more than him. But um, she didn't want to stay friends. So I actually kept the boyfriend instead because I was a dumb fuck. What? And I kept him for a few years. Yeah. Was he uh, five years? Uh, no, a few years oh. after that. Like wow. two. Um, yeah, it was really pathetic. And I didn't have a whole lot of friends in college. Like the majority of my friends have I've acquired not during any educational experience, like the years between college and law school. And then since I've graduated law school, I've made some friends. On weird, um, like, lawyer Facebook groups. That, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's, like, how pathetic I was. But I always did relatively well with men. Um, I tried. So there were a couple girls in law school who I thought were, like, lookers, if you will. Yeah. And, yeah, so. Law, I, like, law school hot or real hot? Um, so should we explain what law school hot is? Like, yeah. no, I think real hot, like. Yeah. And like one of them I knew was at least bi. So I tried to be flirty, but like, I don't understand how you're supposed to flirt with women because it's nothing like, like when you see it on television, it's just like, oh, they make eyes at each other. And then all of a sudden they're in a closet fooling around. Okay. It's not like that because like girls normally say things like, oh my God, like they love your hair. But it could be. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like straight girls would be like, oh, I love your hair. And they'd be like, thanks. Like one of my students, like, I love your rack. Like, what do you say to <laughs> like, me without sounding like and, a and fucking Usually, I'm joking that his wife, and that's why they had no real wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I didn't know how you were supposed to, like, talk to women. So I complimented the shit out of them, and they probably just thought I really liked their hair and clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God yeah. this woman found me and saved me. Aww. God bless dating apps. Swipe <laughs> left, swipe right. No ambiguity. Yeah. That that's a good story, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, well, because there's like law school hot, which like ev- I feel like everyone said like across yeah. different law schools, which is basically you're in the same cesspool with like the same hundred people or whatever who are in like your year. And no, more more than that, but like the same what 200 people that are probably in your like year, like your first year of law school, your one L class is going to be, they're going to be your classmates for the next three years. And there's probably 200 of them and you're all in this cesspool and you all know each other and you're all in the same classes all the time. So sometimes people in that cesspool or even the broader cesspool of your entire law school, they become law school hot because they're all you're seeing. So even though they're not like real world hot, they become hot just because they're around all the time. Um, and that's law school hot. Um, and when I was in law school, I went out of state and I knew no, like the only people I knew were law school friends. I didn't know anyone else in um, Boston other than people I knew from law school. So, yeah. So that was my roundabout coming out story, which was really just that like, I think everybody was surprised that I got some action. And I <laughs> want to clarify, like if, if, Whoever's listening is not looked us up. I'm not like a 700 pound gremlin. Like I'm like five one. My face is like definitely for sure looks more tired than it used to. But like I'd say that I was like a Ariel's law school pretty. eight. I, like I'd say I was like a law school eight, a real world six. <laughs> I mean, I, I put myself probably at like an, 
seven and a half, eight at my prime. <laughs> my prime was a real fucking long time ago. Now I'm like a four. But um, yeah, but I'm not like, I'm an attractive enough person. Like, <laughs> like I shouldn't have had as much trouble dating. In law school I, I'd be lying my way through law school. I did not socialize any more than I needed to. I was also married and had one kid when I started and two when I stopped. And yeah, it was a time. It was a different time for me. I mean, I didn't live in the same city where I went to law school. Like my law school was in Baltimore. I lived right outside of DC. I didn't spend any more time there than I needed to, other than like I did join a couple organizations, um, which I would say did not require a whole lot of time. Um, No, not in law. I didn't study on at school like if I was there between classes that was one thing but like I was not in that building for one more second than I had to be I feel like we all had like different experiences because Jobeth was like a whole ass like grown up with like a wife and 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 a kid and then two kids it was also an asshole grown up still well still yeah well nothing has changed the more they change the more they stay the same right Yep, so Joseph was like living his whole life and then like getting a degree. Ariel was like you said, you did you did school, you you know that was. But I was also life. like sort of in a. I wouldn't say I was like a proper. Well, that's not true. So I had worked after law school for or after college for a couple of years. I had I bought a condo. I had a mortgage when I went back to school, which was really stressful because I went to school full time. You were also like kind of a grown up. Yeah, I had my own place. I had three animals like I had responsibilities for sure and I mean I they weren't children but like when I was in law school I adopted an elderly dog who like needed a lot of things and then I adopted like a dying cat who needed a lot of things so there was just like a lot of expenses and a lot of responsibilities and and that I was like the, I did this thing like I was like full-on like law school was my life like I went straight from like I went straight from high school to college, went from college to law school. And then, um, like was at the, like my first year of law school, I was in the library until like 11 PM every night. The only people I, um, hung out with were, (laughs) were law students. Like the only people I knew in the city I'd lived in, um, pretty much were, um, (laughs) law students. And, um, that's all I did. Like I was in clubs. I was at the library every day. I like went out with my law school friends. Like we would wait at the library and then Friday nights, like we'd go out and, you know, the same group of people all the time. That was like, I, that was all I did. And all I, on the weekends, I went to the library and studied with my friends. And then it was, went out and drank with the same people I was in class with every day. Like, and I had a very like close group of people um, that I hung out with. So it was definitely like a very different experience. I feel like everyone else was like out being a real human. And I was just like, that was all I did. That was all I thought about. So So Liz, you have something that you wanted to tell us about that is a surprise. 
Oh yeah. It's not, a, it's not a big surprise. I just said what we were talking about, like, what can we talk about on this podcast? And I was like, Oh, like I have a like surprise, exciting new thing this morning, like a surprise new thing that I found out. It's dun, not very dun, good, dun. but it only makes a difference for probably me. Cause you guys have iPhones. I have an Android. And prior to this morning, I noticed it this morning. Um, but when like, you know, if you like love a message on like, you know, texting, for me, it comes in every time it'll be like Ariel loved. And then we'll put in quotes, the message. Right. And now it doesn't do that anymore. Now I see little hard eyes next to it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That cricket sounds queued up for this. <laughs> it's really exciting you, to me. You, you <laughs> drew that shit out for well over an hour. Since you first told me about this? I told you. No, I just said, oh, I have like an exciting new thing that like I can talk about on the podcast. Like, like I just found out about it. And you're like, oh, save it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to save my surprise thing. And then it got, it did, it got built up. How is this a surprise? Like, what is your definition of surprise? Like, I had a surprise this morning. Like, I've been craving cake and like I woke up and Tim brought me cake. Now, like, a technical update like oh my god android updated their something <laughs> sadness and it's fine i, I have a feeling that, that, liz is, that liz's uh spatial Not. recognition and understanding and, and appreciation for object permanence is such that we might be able to get away with playing peekaboo <laughs> probably Oh, I see you. Ooh, where'd I go? <laughs> I mean, can, should we do this one? Where, where, where I, I take my thumb and, and pull it off. Wait, what does my object permanence have to do with? <laughs> or just, just you I know, what it. surprises you? Something that was just there. Here it is. Hey, marginal change. Whoa. It was a big surprise for me. Okay. Because a lot of times in the group chats, every, like it will come through. So on my family group chat, like we'll send a picture and everyone will love the picture. And so what Tim does is he actually just cut and paste text of something and then wrote loved. And then we'll put in quotes, like the text, even though he can't do that on his phone. Or then at some point he started making up reactions and would put them in. (laughs) See, that kind of shit's perfect for him. And now... No, now not, it's you know so <laughs> surprise um exciting thing so anyway um what else do i have on my list to talk about um oh i have that i went to the worst little caesars last night which is saying a lot because there's any little caesars why did you go to the little caesars like you only go to a little caesars if you're like in the middle of like nebraska the closest thing is 100 miles away and you've run out of gas I what are you thinking i was helping someone move and like sustenance was needed and you wanted to suffer more than already moving like get a papa john's well i thought well okay you have mixed feelings on papa john's go with the dominoes i don't like, know it's it's 2022 there you you've got a world of options right here at your fingertips. I'm assuming that they have DoorDash or Grubhub for Android phones. I don't know if they don't yet press the like button and <laughs> let us know. Um, but like yesterday, I went to what was supposed to be a lunch meeting at 1230. 
and we met at a restaurant. I, I'm still not quite sure why I was invited to this meeting. That's a different story for a different day. And nobody was ordering it food. It could be a story for now. So literally as the meeting is starting to wrap up, I am pulling up the DoorDash, ordering something that I want to be delivered at the office that I know by the time that I get back to the office, it's going to be sitting there waiting on the doorstep or walk through the door. And I didn't once think of Little Caesars as an option within no. my selections there. Because even in where I am, more rural, less selections, um, there were still plenty of, of choices. Yeah, I don't know. I, we were helping Darren, Darren, the dog trainer, we were helping him move. I needed a... Um, I needed food. I drove up the street. It was something I saw. I thought that'll be quick and easy. And it wasn't. And they basically took a really long time, which I thought that was their whole gimmick was that they were not supposed to take a long time. At some point, they asked me what my order was. It had been sitting in like the little staging area where they hand it to you and it's ready. And they're like, oh, it's been sitting here. And I'm like, okay, like that's not my fault that it's been sitting there. I too have been sitting here waiting for you to hand me the food. They had no plates. Cause I was like, I need plates because we're moving someone. The plates are in a box. Um, and the guy in front of me even is like, he's like, at least at Papa John's, they'll give you a napkin or something here. They have nothing. And I well, was like, look, you know, that correct. you rip the, the, the lid of the box off well, and tear that yeah. down and make plates out of it. Right. Well, hence why I thought like that was a better idea than other things, but I don't know. I mean, some of them are even perforated for you to do that. Oh, this one wasn't, but yeah. I don't know. Ariel, you little Caesars. Yeah. Ariel, what, are, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, I was once, this is off of Joe, but the story of like ordering something, knowing when you get to your location, that that's what you want. Okay. So I was out drinking in DC and uh, I lived in Rockville at the time, so it's like a little bit of a hike via metro. Um, so when I got into the metro station and waiting for the train for like 20 minutes, um, they ordered a pizza, which would be delivered approximately when I would be getting home. Except for uh, I fell asleep on the metro. It was the last metro back. So I ended up at the end of the metro line, which is probably like 20 minutes from my place. And um, at that point, there were no Ubers that were like picking up. And I eventually found a man who was asleep in his car that was a taxi and took it home. But my pizza was like cold and had been sitting around for over an hour by that time. And it was like, you know, a first world tragedy. So did you wake up like when it got to the end and you're like, oh, I have to get off now, I guess? I got off and was like, oh, I'll just get a train in the other direction. And then I was like, fuck. That was the last train of the evening, which was, this is really not like a great story until I mentioned the fact that I had just bragged about how I've never, like whenever I fall asleep on the Metro, which is not like infrequent for me, but I'll wake up usually one stop before like automatically, because like, you know, when you do something insane, like all the time, your body will do it. Like I'm not a morning person. I will always fall asleep on the Metro and it just like jolts up before my stop, like having a heart attack thinking I missed it, but I'm always one stop away. 
This um, is a challenge. Yeah, it, it was a challenge and I bragged about it and this is what happened. I ended up like an hour and a half away from my cold pizza. Oh no. In the middle uh, of goddamn nowhere. And so I was in Chicago me. last weekend and got to utilize Chicago's mass transit system, which was a treat. I lived there for two years back in like 05 and 06. So it was nice to get back to that. And I also pulled the, okay, I'm leaving where I am and it'll take approximately this long. Let me coordinate DoorDash back to my hotel. So it's sitting there at the desk waiting for me. Didn't, didn't miss any stops or anything like that, but probably deserved to. Way to brag. I've never like done this. Like, I guess I've just never thought about, oh, let me order something. So it is home when I get home. Oh, you just don't have idea. a I mean, like... of like hangry. <laughs> Guess not. I. So, what else happened in Chicago? Um, well, Chicago is a fun time. Probably something because I know that we've got some uh, questions from the jury that we we put on to the next episode. But um, you know, I lived there for two years, and I went out there for some business that was actually in South Bend, Indiana, related to me being an NFL agent. And after that was done, I opted to stay in Chicago an extra day so that I could, I don't know, I went to a video game bar one night, I went to the Chicago Magic Lounge another night, um, I ate a lot of Chicago foods, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll bundle that all into its other, to another episode and, and breakdown, but cool stuff, fun times, I think that a field trip is in order, um, if we want to do like a, a little podcast on the road sorry joe has never asked to hang out with us before a, a, a little a little <laughs> podcast on the road. we should do a podcast on the road retreat or some shit like that sometime and chicago would be an absolutely perfect city for it second that only to i know vegas for different reasons how nice well i've never been to vegas i have been to chicago but yeah we can um i know how nice he wants to hang out with us Whee! and we can do that. Um, cause the one time I was in Chicago, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like wasn't there that long. I could see more stuff. Yes. There's a lot to see there. So anyway, uh, we have, uh, questions from the jury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually have a, um, a question. Um, I'm from a listener. I won't, um, I'm not going to name the name or anything because they did not give us the green light to do so. And, um, but, uh, this is, not someone that I know. I believe they're just a, a listener. So thank you, uh, listener out there in the world who has been listening to us and emailed us. And it's actually um, a pretty, this is actually a pretty serious question. So um, I want to put on like our serious hats and treat it with like the respect and, you know, seriousness it deserves Oh, as the church bells start and, ringing. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's just sprinkle in some church bells for good measure. <laughs> okay. So this person says, hey, everyone, I love your podcast and listen to almost all the episodes. Question about shady lawyers. Why do some lawyers have websites where they publish details of accidents and people's personal information? We have friends who recently lost a family member in an accident and a shady lawyer posted all sorts of information on a website about the accident. The lawyer doesn't even represent the family. What is this? Is this moral? So we're sorry to hear that this happened um first of all because i mean it sounds like there was already a tragedy and then someone just basically piled more onto that that you don't even know which is you know i would like to say is not 
indicative of all of us in the, the legal profession. That's certainly not who any of us want to be. So as far as the, you know, is it moral? I mean, I don't know. Feels, feels pretty, like you said, shady feels like they're not on the moral, you know, high ground to me. Yeah. It's I'm familiar somewhat with this tactic. It it sounds like this, the, the, the utilization of the tactic that's being described here goes a little further than what I'm familiar with, but it's, there's a thought and I've never used this, so I don't know if it's effective or not. And it's not really something that I think I'd be interested in utilizing, but I guess the thought is in general. And again, here we're talking about two other elements here. Number one, there being a fatality. Number two, using actual names of people. But if you were to say, you know, if you were to be aware that there, you know, was an accident that involved injuries at you know, the intersection of A and B at a certain date, a certain time and decide to write about it on the internet so that if somebody was in that accident were to Google what they have going on, um, you know, their situation that maybe they would find what you've written and be like, oh, this person already knows so much about this. Let me let me, uh, I should call them. They can help. They already know so much when really all they're doing is taking information that's been reported, regurgitating it somewhere else. And again, they're fishing. They're hoping that, you know, if, if we post, you know, if there's a hundred accidents that happened this week and we post something, a description about each and every one of them, and then 10 of those people contact us that, you know, they will, uh, we've made money, profit. And um, so-, so I think they went too far with if they're naming names. And I think that it's a little distasteful when it comes to um, the, uh, the element of, uh, you know, with a fatality. I understand those tend to be have the potential to be larger money cases, but um, you know, what I would recommend doing if you're looking to try to make this go away is if you're, you know, you mentioned that it's a family member. So I would encourage whoever is seeking representation, if that's the case and probably should be, because in general, I advise that, that for those types of situations to have counsel, it's well worth it. Um, You know, vet attorneys pick somebody that you trust get get a trusted referral this that and the other depending on where this happened you you're you're welcome to email us back and say hey do you know anybody good in such and such an area we can we can potentially help with the vetting process if if possible um you know a little bit more than a google search and i would have whatever attorney you know, if you want this gone, I would have whatever attorney you end up hiring reach out to the shady advertising attorney and either send a cease and desist letter, request that they remove the names if they, you know, demand having this up there or whatnot. Um, Probably, and I don't know that they're necessarily breaking any laws, so to speak, or, or have any ethical violations. I would say that if if the family were to hire them, now there's a potential 
confidentiality issue of them posting information into the public. But that's, you know, obviously it sounds like in your situation, like that's not going to happen because you and the family clearly and rightfully so seem to be turned off by this tactic. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, um, we're on a very serious uh, topic, and we, we are we are very close to the whole doing a really Twitch stream with um, groceries in the background, and and yeah, and Ariel the word lesbian again. Yeah, so we're on this very serious topic, and then um, we'll just finish this out and then we'll get to why I so inappropriately laughed. And again, I apologize, but yeah, um, hopefully with whoever, if this person, this attorney is asked nicely by another attorney to take it down, I'd hope that they would, but, um, yeah. And I think there's a question between there's an attorney code of ethics and there's, you know, what feels morally right. And so the end of your question is, is this moral? I mean, we all have our own moral code, but I don't like it. It doesn't sit right with me. And that doesn't mean that the attorney can get in any trouble for it if it's all public and they just took public details. But um, it's, that's not the kind of attorney that I would ever want to be or really associate with. So Yeah, agreed. So thank you for sending that in and for trusting us to handle such a serious topic, especially because we don't, we don't do that very often. So, and I'm so sorry I laughed during the serious moment. Um, uh, Jobeth, do you want to explain why? Well, apparently, um, you know, people that are in the background at uh, where Ariel is recording this, um, can I read this? Here, just give me a thumbs up since you've got everything muted. Um, can I read the, the key points of this without even mentioning who or what? There's some activity behind, oh, that's the part that I wanted to say. Oh, good Lord. Um, th there are people that are interacting behind where Ariel is in the middle of this feed. She's muted because it's um, loud. In fact, loud perhaps in not appropriate ways. No, I'm not gonna blow it up, don't worry. I see your, your look. I can read your mind through the screen and across the pond here. Um, let's just say, you know, last episode, we talked about it being a bop. And if the, the, the feed were not muted from all parties, we'd be talking about how much of a pisser this episode is. And, um, you know, it's, it's just so, so Liz saw what was fed into the chat, because we're trying to keep things that should be muted on mute and uh, burst out laughing. So um there's a whole world of activity happening behind there Ariel. Is a, there is a whole world of activity happening. Um, and so basically, yeah, um, at first there was groceries being unpacked and I'm like, okay, I get that normal part of life. But then um, apparently, yeah, there was um, someone using the bathroom that if she was not on mute would be. I didn't do it. Know. I didn't say it. I thought she said I could say it. She said I could say it. We're getting nods and we're getting winks and we're getting everything like that from Ariel. And the thing that's really the most unfortunate I mean, about I this don't think situation this is that we're not going to hear the church bells in six minutes. I think it's just she's in a small apartment and you can hear everything. 
Right. No, 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 no. Okay, no, now that we're ending, it's uh, it's quiet here. Yeah, well, that's how it works, you know. <laughs> the dog's asleep, mother-in-law is gone, the wife lady is back to work. The dog did make a cameo in the middle of the uh, episode, if we were streaming this with the video, which we're not, obviously. He's dressed as a rat, currently. Oh, yeah? So the groomer, we, like, asked her to cut him short. He just went to the groomer here in Italy. Um, she was like, well, it seems that his last haircut was really bad, so I needed to cut him so short to correct it, and that would be Erica and I trying to groom him ourselves. Oh. So, yeah, he looks like a rat, but it's fine. Wait for lady. Hello. I guess she ciao. can't us, but they're saying chow chow. Chow chow. It's a type of dog, right? <laughs> She's eating chocolate and asking we want her to make an appearance. <laughs> sure. I mean, do we get chocolate <laughs> if she makes an appearance? Wife lady, come on down, down, make an appearance. Um yeah, sure. I'd love to eat some chocolate. <laughs> Hello. Nothing to say on this podcast. Oh, this is the podcast. Yeah. I didn't know who these people were. Somebody might have peeked at the door. You, you met me. I didn't <laughs> have no face on. I look like a gremlin. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I fit yeah, in your home. Well, now it's all out in the open. Someone peed on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, All right, so tell us your opinion in public stories or questions or rants or whatever you might like. Air quote law pod at uh, gmail.com um, or on any of the uh, air quote law pod social media spots. We are happy to address them, like with today's. Give us the green light if you want your name mentioned. Otherwise, we will just assume anonymity and address the topics there and do what we can to not breach any sort of confidentiality or perceived confidentiality. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you pissing in public if you tell us about it and won't necessarily name you by name, if you know what I mean. Um, and oh, we have new stickers. And we do. We have new stickers. We, we now we're getting real deep on stickers so again even if you you including your postal address for us to mail you stickers is in no way consenting to us putting your name on the air so don't fear that by doing so just tell us explicitly if you want us to use your name or a pseudonym or a nickname or just make some shit up otherwise God, you've now assume. offered a pseudonym really we're gonna get some weird shit yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with weird shit. Lady Isn't that... Face Bauer is going to write in? This, this... What's that? Oh, Lady Face? Is Lady Face Bowers? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, stopping by. This is, uh, we're, let's get adjourned. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today.
Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.